Welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Winning in Life Without Losing Your Mind podcast. I'm Dustin, your host, and I want to take just a minute before we get started in this and let you know how you can follow all the content that I'm releasing right now. Obviously, on all audio podcast platforms, this show is available weekly. If you're hearing this for the first time, I'd love for you to subscribe and share this with your friends. Please rate and review. That also really helps. All of these podcast episodes are also available in video formats on my YouTube channel. The link is in the show notes of this episode. Please subscribe for free there and ring the bell for notifications of each video that drops throughout the week. On Instagram and Facebook, you can find me at Dustin Peed. And lastly, every week I send out a free newsletter of curated content and inspiration for you in each of the five topics that I cover. If you would like exclusive content, you can join that paid subscription to the newsletter for as little as $8 a month for an additional member-only benefits on Substack. Now to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Five Questions with I'm your host, Dustin P. Before I introduce my guest today, I want to encourage you to subscribe, ring the bell, all the th- fun things, share this with your friends. I'm super excited to be sharing these five topics with you. And today on the topic of mental health, which is super important and personal to me, I have one of my very good longtime friends, Whitney Walker. What's up, Whit? How are you? Hey, Dustin. Doing good. Uh, so if you don't know Whitney, you should, and let me just give you uh, a brief kind of interview as to why you should. Um, I love your bio when you sent it to me. It's so well written. Most people are just like person, um, Enneagram three, you know, <laughs> She's, she goes, this is a little, check this out. Raised in a multifaceted ministry home and serving in full-time ministry for over a decade already. I know she doesn't look that old, but she's not. Uh, Whitney works for Water Within Ministries, it's a nonprofit. Her worship band started to bring wholehearted care to others in ministry, which is what we're going to talk about today. Uh, she has degrees in worship, music business, and counseling, which also contribute to the conversation today, and uses the intersection of spiritual health and practical truth to facilitate conversations with ministry leaders and their families who need a safe place to land in the midst of continually showing up for others. Like most good people in the world, she loves good coffee, good sushi, and good company. Thank you for being here. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna dive right into this topic because what I've what I've known and and loved about uh, you and Mary Pat, who's also a part of of Water Within for so many years, kind of gotten to know y'all through my brother in law and a little bit of college experience as well, but. What I, what I love is your heart for people. It's super inspiring for me. And that's one of the main reasons I wanted to have y'all on today or you on today so that we could talk about um, and give people kind of a behind the curtain as to what, what makes that function tick and how does that uh, draw you into what you're into um, now. But, but Whitney and Mary Pat, they just love people like nobody else. Um, when I'm, whenever I'm around them, um, or, uh, listen to them or watch them from afar, or see them on my, uh, my Instagram feed. Uh, it's always so encouraging for me to remember empathy and to remember 
what other people have going on and just kind of releases this blockade that I think we put up so oftentimes mm -hmm. of this is just ourselves and it's all, all everything is about yep. us and me. And um, I just love their, to me, that's what their legacy will be um, long mm -hmm. after they're gone. <laughs> um, and so I'm just so pumped to have, have you on here today. And so we'll, let's just start with, we talked about water within was a band and then yep. you kind of saw God do some really cool things and kind of evolve that into like, Hey, you know what? There's a lot of people who serve in ministry who are struggling emotionally, mentally, and we want to kind of care for yeah. them. So why, why was water within ministry so drawn to help those types of people? Um, first of all, it's the first day of mental health awareness month. Did you know that? I did not. We're recording this Monday, May 1st. So Pretty yeah, cool. I, I noticed that this morning. It was like, oh, you know, this has been postponed a couple of times, and it on purpose. I think seems like it worked out for the best. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So water within, you know, like we kind of cut our teeth just like in the grueling task of driving around the country, leading worship, and doing ministry like at a ton of different local churches in all varieties of um local church as you could imagine it in america like size demographic denomination like we were all across the board and after doing it for you know probably like six seven years um we started to like really understand that ministry was the calling more than music and because of that the thing that we picked up on like over being able to meet and talk to and hear so many stories of people um, all over the place, getting to work alongside pastors, worship pastors, getting to hang out with their families, you know, the whole thing. Um, a lot of people are tired and like are discouraged and it makes sense, you know, like I think that in a ministry context myself, like I definitely understand that, but you know, you tend to feel like it's just you that feels that way. And kind of what we came to understand is everybody has those seasons. Everybody has uh, times where things stack up and you're just like up a creek without a paddle. And so a lot of what we started really getting into was encouraging people where they're at, trying to come alongside them and, you know, do practical and spiritually related things that would uh, kind of give them a little bit of a pep in their step, you know, praying for them, just listening well, asking questions, giving them space to talk about what's going on with their church, what's going on with their lives. Like, you know, and I think that people started to feel, even if it wasn't consciously, like there was a little bit of a reprieve and someone outside of the context of their daily life being a sounding board for things that are going on um, you know, in and around their ministry, uh, and their families and things like that. And so, um, I got my counseling degree, went back to school starting in, uh, 2019, I think very beginning of 2019, maybe it was the end of 2018, um, and finished my degree right in the middle of 2021. Um, and really didn't have like a, a context for specifically how I wanted to use it. But, um, you know, by the end of the pandemic era, it became very apparent, like the way that it could be immediately applicable. And so at that point, you know, like we had all of the fragmented pieces all over the place, like everyone else after 
the shutdown of everything in 2020. And so when we started picking them up again, this was a direction that we really wanted to take it. Wow. Yeah. Um, just, I've had a lot of conversations recently. I mean, I, I've been in ministry, full-time ministry. Now I'm sitting in my office in a ministry <laughs> context right now. I've been in full-time ministry for, uh, 16 years going on 17 years. Um, yeah. and, uh, here lately I've been having a lot of conversations with people in the nonprofit, uh, world as well. Um, and what you said early on in your answer, um, about what you're calling about, it went from just kind of being like a music worship thing to like being, being yep. a full on calling. I, that's what I'm starting to see is the difference for people, not just in church work, but in nonprofit work as a whole. I was talking to a friend who heads up a nonprofit in Indiana just this past week. Mm-hmm. And I said, man, for you, you're not hiring, um, people who can just get the job done. You're hiring for people who really, really care and feel called and connected to the vision of what you're doing. And there's so yep. much, there's so much weight um, that comes along with it. If I could just describe that for people who don't know the ministry or the nonprofit world, there's so much more weight um, that you carry uh, emotionally, spiritually, financially, like all of that mm-hmm. stuff that you carry yep. every, every day. And, and I think that it's, if COVID taught us anything, it, it, it taught us that it's time to start talking about mental health, I think all across the board, but even more so how, how yeah. burned out a lot of these ministers are. And a lot of these people are who are giving their lives dedicated to a cause that they believe in, not for financial gain, uh, but just because they believe in it. And so as you're, as you're going around and you're having these conversations with people that are in those positions, what are some of the signs that you see uh, some uh, someone in ministry or someone in the nonprofit mm. world that that what were some of the early signs that you would say case okay, so if you see this you might need some help it might raise a yellow flag yeah um i think uh one of the big things you know that is probably more noticeable to people around you than it is to you yourself um is like when you start to slow down for any reason you get really irritable or anxious or um, you start to feel like a loss of connection to yourself when you're not doing the thing. Um, And I've been there for sure. Like I'm in a little bit of like a season of letting God bring some of that out of me uh, after just kind of a a really hefty couple of years of going really hard. I think that physical symptoms are a pretty big indication. Um, Anything that's like chronically happening that like came out of seemingly nowhere or started at a, you know, like in the middle of your life or something like that. Like a lot of those things are stress related. Um, Mm. I think that's a big one that we just kind of, you know, pretend like, oh, we're just getting old and this is just like how it is. And you know, I just get headaches all the time and that's just how, like how my life is, you know, I think those things can be like engine lights that give us a nod to like, Hey, there's something under the hood that needs attention. Um, I think, you know, like your personal relationships, how healthy are those? Like how healthy is your marriage? If you're married, how present are you with your kids? Like, you know, how do your kids 
say their relationship with you is like <laughs> how does your spouse say their relationship with you is um i think also just like generally feeling like numb or um the opposite of that feeling like way intense amounts of emotions all the time um like if there's like a affect regulation difference like notable difference in you from now you know like you know think about yourself like a couple years ago or in a different season if there's like a no noticeable difference in like those things then i think it's a good indication to like just kind of start asking yourself getting curious about like what's really going on and like what have you kind of put on autopilot that just needs some attention you know not not that the answer is always just like stop doing everything but you know, like bringing awareness, it's awareness under transformation. One of my mentors always says that, um, bringing awareness to things. You can't like, something can't be transformed unless you're putting eyes on it in some way. And that's the first thing. It's just like recognizing there's something here that's not quite right. And I got to ask some questions to get down to the root of it. So, this isn't necessarily one of my questions, so I'm sorry if I'm like you, you need to charge me extra for a sixth question. But uh, I want I want I want to back up. Um, I want to back up just a little bit. And can you can you talk to me about how uh, and what it looks like for you in these relationships with these people right now? What does your counseling relationship look like? How uh, how do you find how do you find these people, how do you interact with them? Are you, are you having sessions with them? And if so, is it in person? Kind of just give me like a, yeah. what does, what does what that world look like for you right now? Good question. Um, so on our website, there's a, like an inquiry form that's there for, you know, contacting us to come play lead worship at your church, or if you need prayer for something, or if you'd like more information on counseling. And so we do get um, some responses to that, that I've, I've started uh, to see people in that, um, capacity from just, uh, word of mouth, people saying, Hey, like, you know, if you need some help, check out these people, you know, they can help you. Um, and a lot of the, the people that I'm seeing now are either people that I have known personally, or like, like one degree of separation out from somebody that I know that has been referred to me. Um, and so, yeah, we do have, uh, if people are in town, like I'm happy to, um, you know, do one-on-one, face-to-face -face conversations that's always great but a lot of people because of the nature of our ministry over the years has been statewide um countrywide so uh those happen just like on a facetime call or a zoom call sometimes um the way that we have it set up right now is uh we start out um with kind of like just a preliminary like let's talk and see where you're at and figure out if this yeah. is a good fit and then if if it does seem like that's something that would be helpful um, we do every other week uh, for eight weeks. Um, so 16 weeks technically is like four months, but uh, eight sessions. Um, and they're just donation-based things. Um, and it's, you know, like I, there's a variety of people. I've got missionaries. I've got pastor's kids. I've got worship leaders. I've got ministry students. Um, you know, the, it's kind of a wide variety of people that like are net kind of catches um yeah. just all people that are in and out of daily ministry context and that that has that as like a major factor in their life 
Yeah, I, I wanted to kind of world build a little bit for people that don't know you, but I also selfishly wanted to ask because I have, uh, you probably see this, you probably see this a lot too, where there's more, I think we're living in a time now where there's more patients than there are doctors in this field. There's more, you know, there's more sick yeah. people than there, than there are clinicians. And uh, there's not a Absolutely. week that goes by uh, that someone doesn't come to my office and ask me if I know a good counselor. And so I, I, was, yeah. I was selfishly asking a little bit for that, like, hey, how much can I yeah. send? How many friends can I send? <laughs> send them my way. I love it. All right. Back to the questions. Yeah. So cool. this, is a com this is a common question I get on the topic of mental health. And I think there's an easy answer, but I think there's a, there's a really there's a question behind the question. I'm just going to let you dissect mm -hmm. it. Uh, a lot of people ask me all the time when it comes to mental health, because we kind of we kind of parallel a lot to our physical health, right? We like, Oh, if your arm was broken, you can go see a doctor, right? Like we all say that about when it comes to mental health. Uh, so how do you know, people ask me all the time, how do you know when you're fixed? Like, how do you, like, how do you know when, how do you know when the work is done? How do you know when they can, yeah. when the, the, the clinician, you as the counselor can sign off and go healed stamp, you're moving on. Yeah. Right. So that's the wrong question. <laughs> Yes, exactly. I'm trying answer. to get you to I'm trying to get you to approach it that way so that you can tell people they're asking the wrong yeah. questions. I still get it though, so I have to always ask it. It makes sense. I mean, I get why people ask that question. Um, I think that, you know, we have a very um our methods are unto an end goal, and the end goal is often being invincible uh or being like sufficient and being good enough to kind of take on everything that you need to handle. And in a sense, like if you want to get real theological about it, and I'm preaching to the choir for sure. If you want to get theological <laughs> about it. It's like, it's a, it's like when Paul talks about nullifying grace, like the end goal, even if we wouldn't admit to it is like, we don't want to need grace anymore. Like we, yeah. <laughs> we want to be fully sanctified and, that would put an end to all of your mental health problems, you know? Right. Uh, but that's just like not the way that it works. You don't get fixed. I think the, the end goal is to be a, I like the term wholehearted. I use that like in my little bio. Um, mm, that's good. You know, I don't think that, I don't think this side of eternity, we can ever be whole or healed all the way or, you know, 100% able to give and receive love and all of the things that we know that are, we are capable of um, by the work of Jesus. But I think that the idea is to be wholehearted and to let all of the things that are going on inside of us um, be connected and not have um, those like kind of dark alleyways deep down in us that we're like oh we're not gonna go there like that's not that's not yeah. something that we bring up that's not something we talk about that's not something i like about myself um because the more that we can bring all of those things into the light in a safe context the more present we are in our relationships um the more present we are in our relationship with jesus the more wholehearted we are in our ministry and our worship in our relationship with our kids, with our friends, with whoever. Um, and life keeps happening because we are living still in a sin saturated world. So as much as we try to imagine that like once we kind of get through all of the past things, we'll never have to deal with them again. Um, 
the brokenness and the sin that are around us will always create more opportunities for more of those dark spots to exist. And so the work becomes staying present with those things and being honest and transparent and accountable and wanting to continue to do the work of like allowing Jesus's grace to really affect all of those places. Man, yeah, I, I asked that question uh, again because I get it all the time, and I, and I don't want people to to feel like uh, that this is a, a downer quest, like a downer answer, like oh, we're you know we're we're never really going to be fully fixed. This You're always broken. Yeah, right, right. We live in a broken world. We're always going to be broken. There's always going to be new opportunities to fix. But what I hope that what I hope that people hear in that and it's similar same question I give, but I love your phrase wholehearted. I'm stealing that. Well, I won't copyright it because anyway, uh, I love that phrase because I think people need to understand that there's a little bit of a freedom in that, mm-hmm. right? That they can stop striving for this unobtainable goal because the goal isn't obtainable. And yeah. uh, to use a biblical term uh, that you may or may not have used in that answer, I'm not sure, but just to be the, to work out our salvation, right? That sanctification piece is cyclical. I think yep. just like our mental health and the same people that ask the question, they want to equate things to physical health, right? Yeah. Uh, and if you were to break, just to go back to that analogy for a second, if you were to break your arm, you go to the doctor. They patch you up. They, you know, it takes a while to quote unquote heal. But if you look at your x-rays 20 years after that, it will still show where the break was. Yeah. Yeah. You never really fully healed from that broken arm. You're just not necessarily fully experiencing the full symptoms of it being totally broken. Right. You're, you're closer to being whole. It's closer to a whole arm than it was when it snapped. Right. But it's not. Yep physically whole. So help, um, help me, um, or help those who are listening and me too, because I always take these things. What help us by just giving us one simple, uh, I don't care if it's simple or not. That's dumb. Uh, help us give us one tool that we can use today to be mentally healthier than we were yesterday. If you're like, if you only take one Mm -hmm. piece of advice from me and how to be mentally healthy a little bit more and more each day to get closer to being wholehearted. What's the one thing that you're going to tell me to do? I'm going to give you like a real therapist answer to this question. I love it because you looked apart anyway. (laughs) 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 Thank you. Uh, It, I think it's, it, it applies to the most amount of people. It's something like literally any person can do. Um, Pay attention to your body. I think a lot of times as ministry working people, we're very in the spiritual realm all the time. We're like in a theological space. We're in the feels, we're in the thoughts, we're in the communicating like the deep spiritual truths. And like, if we're not careful, we can just like stay so disconnected from like our bodies, which is like the first line of defense really it's like the God given boundary, you know, like which when you're talking about mental health, like you're always having conversations about setting boundaries that are healthy and like all of these types of things, like your human flesh is like the way that God differentiates you from himself, you know, like 
there are lines to be drawn. And so like, it's a very sacred space because his spirit has inhabited our bodies mm-hmm. and lives inside of the thing that like, when you're feeling emotions, you're having chemicals happening in your body that are resulting in physical sensations, you know, like, and when you start to pay attention to those things, you start to pay attention to, Hey, like I'm tapping my pen a lot right now. Hey, like I'm, I'm like, I got this pain in my neck around three o'clock every day, you know, like my head hurts or like my eyes twitching or, you know, I, Oh, I'm like realizing my stomach hurts when I talk to this person all the time, you know, like there are things like in our bodies that like, we just, can so easily like forget to notice in a sense. And like the more that you forget to notice, the more habitual it is to just numb it out and to not really consider what it's trying to say to you. Um, But it's also kind of like the easiest thing to pay attention to and just go like, Oh, I wonder what that's about, you know, which Mm. is all it really takes is just, Oh, I wonder what that's about. (laughs) Yeah. That's great advice. I think too many times we get a pun intended in our heads about our mental health and we forget to look at the very practical, real, I can touch it. I can feel it. I can see it. I can see my legs shaking up and down. I can see myself clicking the pin like crazy. Um, Mm -hmm. You can see and feel and hear those things. So um, yeah, that's, that's fantastic. I've been talking a lot recently about um, uh, with, with several people on this show about the relation from physical health to mental health and how those two connect my last my last question for you just to kind of send us off i I never like for these things to be like the end of the conversation but the beginning of the conversation and so can you tell us what why is it why is it so important um that we as a society that we that we that we why is it so imperative that we as a society talk about mental health Mm. good question um I tend to think that most often the things that are controlling us or are, if you want to use more biblical terms, like enslaving us or ensnaring us are the things that we're not talking about. Uh Um, And we have a lot of, uh, I would say specifically in church cultures, different dynamics to how different kinds of churches approach the mental health topic kind of like on one side of things you've got certain churches that believe very much in immediate healing of things which i absolutely believe in immediate healing i believe it's possible i've seen it happen i've had it happen to me um but in the context of mental health can those conversations kind of can cause more harm than is good if we're not talking about mental health also and then on the other side of the spectrum, you have other kinds of churches and cultures and denominations and things that like don't even think that emotions really exist in practicality. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. sure, like we have feelings, but they're not important. And they're kind of like demonized, like as the part of us that is like the most prone to sin. Um, but truthfully, like we've got to be talking about mental health in church because God gave us a mind and God gave us emotions and they're things to be stewarded and they're ways to connect to him. So like, if we're not talking about that, we're just completely cutting off parts of our makeup that were designed 
to bring goodness to the earth, but also mm. to bring intimacy in our relationship with God and other people. Um, yeah. And as a culture at large, you know, uh, there are so many things that are reoccurring problems that have been problems for decades and decades and decades now that stem back to mental health um, and the yeah. crisis that is mental health not being available to people that really need it, um, it being so expensive, there not being enough mental health workers, even like the mental health that is available to people that can't necessarily afford it is not great. You know, there's like a lot of these things that like we have to keep bringing up the conversation if we have the real hope in Jesus that like we're supposed to be setting the cultural norms um, mm. and and providing resources and providing um, whatever is missing like to people that really need it because uh, it is a, a it's a pandemic on its own that hopefully we can continue to um, kind of bring the conversation back around to ways that we can be creative and try to provide some um, good care to the whole situation. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Well, thank you for just dedicating uh, your life selflessly to this cause and to try to raise that ratio number up. It's a, um, it's a, it's an issue and a pandemic and a topic that is, super important to me and close to my heart and close to a lot of people's mm. heart. And so, um, uh, man, yeah, I just had a, uh, a coworker whose, uh, nephew took his own life just yesterday. Mm. Um, and it's just like, uh, we need more people like you. We need more yeah. people to step up, um, and to get the education and be willing to help people, uh, in this broken fallen world that we live in. So thank you so much for, for doing that, but also thank you for your time today. It's been super refreshing and encouraging as always. Hey, um, thanks for having me. Yeah. I want to tell people, I put it up there earlier when you were talking about it, but I want to tell, I want to yep. show this as well. Waterwithinministries.com. If you're listening to this That's podcast it. and you're not, and you're not watching, I'll have a link to this, uh, in the show yep. description. Um, but if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see this right here as well. Waterwithinministries.com to support, um, Whitney and Mary Pat and water within and all that they're doing, uh, is super valuable. And these are the kind of people that we need to be supporting, uh, in today's world. So go do that. You can also follow them on Instagram at water within, uh, super easy to remember, uh, Instagram handle. You can follow along with what all. Uh, adventures that are going on and people that they're helping and things like that. And if you yeah. need, if you need help, if you're watching this right now and you're like, I think I need to chat uh, with Whitney, uh, which I highly encourage you to do, just check out that website and that form on the website, waterwithinministries.com. Yep. Thanks, Whit. Really Thank appreciate you, it. Sir. That's all for this episode of Five Questions. We will talk to you next time. <laughs>